Ooh, little NBA trade rumors here. Jovan Buha, the athletic friend of show, reporting that the Lakers would consider a Zach Levine trade centered around D'Angelo Russell. Well, I mean, of course. D'Angelo yeah. Russell to the to the Bulls. What would the Bulls want, though? They uh, want... He says, for Levine specifically, I think the Lakers would consider D'Angelo Russell-centric deal, but I don't think they'd throw in much more than a combination of salary filler like Rui or Gabe Vincent, a young prospect, Max Christie, or a Jalen Hood, Scafino, however you say his name. Yeah. and Scafino. Scafino, there you go. And a protected pick in 29 or 30. Yeah, and you know who they want? They want Austin Reeves. That's who the Bulls want. Yep, and the Lakers you ain't getting Austin would be stupid to trade him in that deal. Just be happy that you can get that $40 million off your books. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly all I would want in this situation. Yeah. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10, I believe, without Zach. Playing pretty good basketball. See what you have in Kobe White. Trade him, get anything in return. Like, I don't think this team... What do you do team... with D'Angelo Russell in that space, though? Like, do you I... just bench him? Because he seems like a bad vibes guy, too, in terms of, like, what's happening offensively for this team. Would it work? I'm really dumb, and I don't know all the rules because I'm a football guy. I'm not going to lie. Can they trade him in the offseason, right, even if he just got moved? Yeah. I mean, but there's probably not going to be a market for him, though. Yeah, I think you would just have to unfortunately eat his contract, let him go out there, do some chucking, try to lose as many games as possible. This isn't really a year where you need a high draft pick anyway, right? I don't really like it. I mean, I don't love anybody in this draft. Next year's draft, the year after that. Like, the Bulls have two choices here. You could rip the Band-Aid off, go back to hell for a couple of years, you know, and win 20 games, 18 games, get a lottery pick, and try to rebuild that thing. Or you could be in basketball hell, look to sell tickets at the United Center and be a playing team with DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White and D'Angelo Russell and B-Bob and G-Bob and all these guys. B-Bob and G-Bob, you know, a.k.a. Or, Patrick Williams. But, like, if I'm a smart, you know, if I'm – I almost said Gar Foreman. He's long gone. But <laughs> if I'm AK or whoever the hell's making the decisions these days there, I That's rip it. the Band-Aid off. And I say, what do you guys want for DeMar? What do you want for Zach Levine? What do you want for Vooch? Kobe White's playing pretty well right now. His, tra- his, his trade market will never be better. Yep. And by the end of the season, I'm starting like Colin Gillespie, mm. you know, like um, – just the worst lineup possible. We're trying Colin to lose Gillespie every even game. on that team? Are they, no. Wasn't he on no, the Denver No, that's what I'm Nuggets? saying. No, we'll, we'll, we'll take him out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like, I'm you like, know. I don't recall his yeah. bum ass yeah. being on this Archinato, team. like all those guys. Give me all of them. Any white, any white point guard from the Big 12, send him over. Oh, we'll run a five-guard offense for all I care. <laughs> and my goal is to win three to five games next season and then get the best player. That's how you win in the NBA, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You have to gut a roster. Unless you're a big market team like the Lakers that can go out and spend money and trade for guys, but even they had down years for a long time. Before LeBron was there, the Lakers were a mess for years. Yeah, And that gets lost in the shuffle because of all the success that storied franchises had. So yeah, you've got to be willing to make the sacrifice. The longer you put things like this off, like the Bulls are an example of what the Knicks used to do this and the Wizards used to do this. And again, those are my teams, so I've seen it firsthand. Knicks were far worse because they couldn't even make the playoffs. But it's paying big money to guys that are past their prime. And it's expecting to get more out of it than what you're going to get. And when you realize that you're barely a playoff team, you know you're stuck for three or four more years with the same roster, or you got to find somebody to be crazy enough to take on those contracts. So you're just pinned in a corner with nowhere to go, nothing to do. You can't bottom out. 
You can't pull the ripcord. You can't get, you find a way to actually get better through that roster. So you just sit there, and that's the worst way to run an organization. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's it's like if you have like a shoulder injury and you continue to go to the gym, and you're like, oh my AC joint or just hip injury and continuing to squat. Yeah, but I can't yeah. like I can't hurt my hip any longer. Okay, good. Or any, I'm sorry, I could hurt it longer, but I can't hurt it anymore. Um, and so there's like no reason for me all to go and have. I just surgery, I just don't want you, know? you limping around, buddy. But if That's I had all. like a bad <laughs> shoulder and I'm out there and I'm bench pressing and I'm doing you know overhead lifts, I'm making the injury worse. But I'm just putting off the surgery. I'm putting off the uh, painful process of it all. So that's what the Bulls or just are doing. The rehab. Like look at look at all these teams though, right? The Spurs when they had to turn things around, they uh, tanked for a season, and they got Tim Duncan. The last time the Bulls were relevant, it's because they sucked for a couple of years and they lucked out and they got Derrick Rose, and then just like that, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? Um, OKC. You had to suck for a while. It was painful, but you had to say goodbye to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and you had to have some weird years where you thought you weren't going to be any good with, like, Chris Paul and Gallinari, and who knows? You you know, you win 46 you, games and whatnot. You fleeced but... SGA from the Clippers because they wanted <laughs> Paul George. Yeah. And now you're off to the races because Sam Presti's that guy. That's, I guess, kind of a different situation. Like, they've hit on their draft picks, yeah, but have. also they got lucky with the trade. Oh, that you don't trade see that insane. all the time, though. You know what I mean? Like, you don't usually take on a young dude and he becomes SGA in this league. You see it, like, okay, in the right. NFL, right? Uh, Atlanta trades away Brett Favre. He goes to Green Bay and he's Brett Favre. But in the NBA, you kind of just, like, I don't know. It, like who's a guy that like came out of nowhere? You get it for like a couple weeks, like Lynn Sanity, but yeah, you saying like a young guy that was traded for like really early in his career, and then just like becomes like a like an MVP type candidate. Well, I mean James Harden, he was a six man. Yeah, I mean, you had he was to, damn good though. He know? was, but yeah. I mean Shea was really good with the Clippers too. You just didn't really see him as much. But I think he's exceeded expectations of but what people was, thought they'd get with him. If yeah. he was seen as that good, you wouldn't have had to give up four first round picks and Shea right. to get Paul George. Right. So it's like he's exceeded what the trajectory of his career is kind of looked at as. Um, God, who else? I'm trying to think of, like, who else you could think of that, like, just needed a better um, situation. Well, you know, you know, the best thing to do is to go back and look at, like, players that have won most improved player. Yeah. Like Jermaine O'Neal years ago. Yeah. When the Laurie Pacers Markkinen. traded for him. Laurie Markin and another one where. Yeah, there you go. But the we Bulls. had a few years of him at Only least. the Bulls. So we had a few years with him with problem. the Bulls, and it's just <laughs> elevated to that next level. Yeah, the problem was they had a defensive coordinator uh, as a head coach. For <laughs> I mean, they had. They had Matt Patricia coaching the Chicago Bears. God, that was so silly. They had to lift weights every single day. All right, day. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to check in. They had to punch time cards. To show that they were getting their lifts in. That's crazy. You shouldn't be lifting on game days anyway. That's stupid. I know, yeah. You can't. Like, that's just dumb. insane. Yeah. What's he up to, by the way? Oh, man. Probably in college. He can't have a job. He's got. I bet you he's running, like, basketball camps like my uncle's are right now or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, you get a few million dollars from the NBA. You oh, they make a bunch of money. And you're you in a to, good spot, you know? You get to make your own hours. It's a beautiful thing. It does sound kind of nice. <laughs> bet they have Christmas parties, too, at those camps. I'm having one tonight. You are? Little, That's good. Little Christmas party in my bed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I might have to Uber that home. That could tonight. go a lot of directions. If might we be the first time I've ever had to take. He's an, Uber an assistant coach right now. With who? The Pacers. That's kind of crazy because they don't play any defense. Last year, by the way, around this time, December second, Lori Markinen spills the bean on spills the beans on near mutiny that happened. During the Jim Boylan era. You know, sometimes people got to rise up against uh, bad leadership, and that's what they did. 
Crusade. Yeah, you gotta gotta make your voice heard. He's got to be one of the worst NBA coaches. The straight coup in so the bad. Chicago Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, so there's bad. been some like interim coaches, like Joe Prunty and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that was that was bad. Joe Prunty. Yeah, there's some guys you know, like okay, you're gonna be an assistant. You're yeah. just gonna fill the gaps here for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Who was worse, the dude from Michigan Beeline? Or Boylan. Oh, God, I forgot about Beeline. Be- Beeline was just never made for the NBA. He was just so sick of the NCAA and how college basketball was changing. Oh, my gosh. I forgot he and coached he got the, the Cavs. Well, I, yeah. I think they, they that wished was less than a year. And he's like, I, I, I completely do not forgot about hate that. Rap. I do not hate rappers, but I do hate yeah. them thugs. That just wasn't really a good fit. He's old as hell with a bunch That's of young I mean. guys. Like it was, a, it was the stupidest decision ever. Do you yeah. remember when he like tried to lie and say that he was calling the team slugs when he called them on the bus a bunch of thugs? God, I don't remember. I barely remember that little mini era. I remember how bad it was though, because I I didn't like the hire, but I liked him as a college coach. Right. You know, but he was. Um, yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like NBA coaches. Yep. I just I don't know. You kind of got to be like swaggy, a little mm-hmm. bit like Mike Budenholzer. He's he, he that's the kind of guy I like. John Beeline apologizes to Cav, says he meant to call his players slugs, not thugs. You know, at least he found a word that rhymed. Yeah. Give him credit for that. That's one. That's a, that's some kind of excuse Outrageous. there. Outrageous, as if slugs and thugs are synonymous in any way. Thugs are kind of like playing with energy, playing with force. Slugs, no energy, no force. So, just a funny story. <laughs> There's our guy Derek White getting there to the is. cup. Ooh. I knew I should have taken it. It's because he shaved his head. Did I'm telling you. I know, it's the aerodynamic. The shaved head of Derek White no, has changed everything. You didn't take anything in this game? No, it wasn't. So, we're literally me. rooting for just King's money line, not your bet? I got the stupid Sooners down here. And, oh, yeah, you're... And it's, it's, uh, it's, Pain? I'm, like, oh. really ready. Not, like, I kind of... Yeah, this is not good. I'm, like, be done with it a little bit. Yeah, but. you could. Hey, you know, we could talk about uh, the divisions in Please. the NFL. Hey, if I could, Soup. if I could, had you guessed right now. Yeah. Who is the biggest liability... For the to win the AFC East right now at BetMGM, the in, Jets. Dolphins. No, it's the Bills again. Wow. Everybody's in on the Bills. The Bill, the Bills, the roller coaster. Like, I can't think of another team that it's not just this year, but that's had a roller coaster of emotion that the Buffalo Bills have had really in the Josh Allen era. Yeah. From I don't know, is Josh Allen a pro quarterback? Guy can't complete sixty percent of his passes. Holy crap, Josh Allen got accurate now. This guy's gonna be an MVP. Yeah. Oh, here they go. They're gonna go to the Super Bowl, losing to the Chiefs every year in the playoffs. To now all of a sudden we're looking at the last couple of years. Has the window closed for the Bills? And now they're one of the hotter teams in the NFL down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, and like, okay, so last year everybody was hyping up the Bills, buying into the Bills coming into the season, and they were the Super Bowl favorites, right? And they just had too many injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Then this year, though, people were still buying in on the Bills, and uh, they got off to the slow start. It's just, you see the potential with them. But also, mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you, there are some things that you worry about a little bit, too. But, if, man, with this new run game, James Cook looks like a, a, a renewed player. Yeah, offensively, they're really, really scary. Obviously, you wish that they had Matt Milano and Trey White, but I do like the Rasul Douglas trade. It's going to come down to they're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes if they see the Chiefs. Yeah. Tua if they see the Dolphins in and the they're playoffs. they're not getting enough pressure anyway. Vaughn Miller's not what they got. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, but, man, I mean, like if they could control the clock in these games, if they get that run game going, if, if Josh Allen can play... Mistake-free football. Like, you might throw a couple picks here down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, I feel pretty damn good about the Bills. That makes sense about the liability. 
Um, it's going to be a big game coming up against the Dolphins. I hope that's for the division. Because we're going to get some good matchups down the stretch here. And that's what the NFL sets the schedule for, right? Is you're hoping yeah. that you don't have to flex any of these games out of primetime spots. And instead, you're looking at a bunch of healthy teams with starting quarterbacks out there playing for the division at the end of the season. That just hasn't been the case this year. Which, yeah. you know, looking at the Bills, the way Josh Allen runs around, see him healthy, knock on wood, stays that way. Uh, it's 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 a blessing for what some of these teams have had to go through this year. Like the Bengals, right? The Bengals right now are the highest ticket percentage wow. and the biggest liability to win the AFC North. Uh, that's not. I, I like what Jake Browning's doing. The Ravens are winning that division. Yeah. So BetMGM and any other sports book that has them as the biggest liability can kick back and go, okay, good. Bengals aren't winning this thing. That's outrageous. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think the thing about the Bills, though, is it's kind of like the Philadelphia 76ers in a way where there was just so many years of, like, constant hope and you felt like mm-hmm. this was going to be the year. And and this year I felt like, especially on our show, we were like, well, the pass rush isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, Von Miller coming back from injury. Like, they're losing guys to, you know, just age or moving on to new teams. What's this going to really look like? They start off having some clunkers, losing mm-hmm. to the Jets on Monday Night Football. Oh, God, that game. First game of the year. <laughs> Little did we know what we're in for on Monday Night Football after that game. And they get to 33-1 to to win the Super Bowl midway through the season. 18-1 to or something like that. Somewhere in that range to win the AFC. That was the time to buy in. That, right? was, the yeah. time, that was the time to buy in right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. It sucks for the Bengals though, because I mean, like it was almost like Super Bowl or bust, and we'll see what that Bills back to twelve like to one again too to win the division or to win the division to win the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, it's it's an but really, if you think about it, other than the Forty ers and even the Forty ers had their moment, but that was based on injuries where they went on that losing streak before their uh, before their bye. Right. What team really has been truly consistent this entire year? There is um... nobody. Well, I mean, I guess you could say the Niners, but that's what I mean. Like they, yeah. they had yeah. uh, putting taking they them had, out because they, they lost yeah. because of streak. because yeah. of injuries. That's the only reason. Yeah. No one. Yeah. So there's really nobody. Oh the Ravens God. would be close, but the Ravens have had games where they've blown leads, and you don't feel comfortable about them. Uh, the Chiefs, we know their issues. Cowboys and Eagles. I mean, we've we've ridden that roller coaster all year, unless it's the Cowboys at home, and even the Lions, a team that's ten and four, but they win at home in a dome on the road outside they're not the same team. So it really yeah. comes down to just looking at the what team is hot getting in the playoffs at this moment and what's the matchup look like? Where are they going if they're on the road? Can they play in those types of conditions? Like that matters more than ever. Some teams are just so great they can overcome anything like that. Doesn't matter. They don't care. Like we're not in there. And I would put the Chiefs in that category usually. Yeah. I can't do it this year. I can't trust that receiving core they have. Yeah, I just like with the Bills, you got to look at the teams in the AFC, and then you could obviously uh, take the Niners in the Super Bowl. And it's like, ah, man, I, I if I'm looking at prices, maybe the Chiefs and then the Bills and the Ravens, I just think of matchups. You know, um, the Chiefs just kind of have the Bills number. They do. You know, and, and I know that they... Except uh, for the regular fi- season. Yeah, I mean, I know that they finally beat them a couple weeks ago, but even in that game, you know, there were some calls that didn't go the Chiefs' way. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to bet a, to bet against the Chiefs right now, but I do got a bunch of Bills features. So I mean, you have Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes, right? So you sit there and, like, that's... Oh! You leave that in there. I don't know what that noise was. James I, there's Harden, a, you bad man! There's an animal oh my in the studio or something. Yep. I wish they would lend some of these buckets to my, my boys over there. But. <laughs> it's Bet MGM tonight.